0: Welcome to Ellas, a bi-weekly podcast made by Latinas for Latinas. I talk with talented, inspiring, and empowering women that are living their dreams and making a path for the next generation. I'm Brenda hernandez and this is Ellas Hello, Happy New Year. We're starting 2020 with a bang, and I'm really honored that you're starting this new decade with Ellas and me. I also have the pleasure of sitting down with Laura DiLorenzo. Lorenzo. She's a talented Venezuelan actress, writer, producer, and comedian. Along with her best friend Mimi Davila, Laura and her created chongalicious a homemade music video that became a viral hit it was a number one requested song for two weeks and it was featured on telemundo univision cw nbc miami herald and the new times and many more tv shows since her viral hit she graduated from the new world school of the arts with a bachelor's of fine arts degree in acting laura also worked as a producer writer and actress at we are me too she also has her own web series co-created with her writing partner Mimi called The Chonga Diaries. And most recently, Mimi and her won the best fictional character at the Tecla Awards. Please welcome Laura DiLorenzo. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for being here. I'm really, really happy and honored that, you know, you accepted my invitation to be here on AES and to share your story with us. Thank you
1: so much for having me. I am truly honored and I love podcasts, so I definitely accept. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And, you know,
0: if you haven't listened to an episode in AES, I really love to start asking my guests to describe themselves. And so our listeners can, you know, have a feel of who you are behind taking that mask away of your characters <laughs> and just knowing the true you?
1: Oh my goodness,
0: who am I?
1: Um, I was born in Venezuela. Um, I came to the I came to Miami when I was seven years old, and from there I started acting. And um, I used to be on Sábado Gigante. You know those little kids that they used to have a sketch part of the show yes i used to be one of those little kids and i was great in it because i was fresh from venezuela mm-hmm. so my spanish was on point point. Yeah. and i was doing comedy and i was like oh my god i love doing this i love the attention i just kept wanting to do it And so from there in elementary school and middle school, I was always participating in all of like the contests and shows and drama club and chorus and anything that had me performing. I was a part of in school and high school as well. And then I went to college and I studied theater and I loved it. And it's funny because I've always wanted to be a comedian. I just want to make people laugh my whole life. Like that's all I want to do. And in, in college, they were trying to teach me Chekhov and like really serious things. Yeah. And I always found a way to make it funny. And my teachers were like, no, Laura, can you just, <laughs> can you focus and be serious for once? And I'm like, no, I just want to make everyone laugh. So I think that's a little bit about me. Oh, well, and then I, of course, in high school, I created Chongalicious with my best friend Mimi. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know if you guys know what Chongas are. So I have an idea, and I explained it
0: to my mom who was okay. with us. But for our listeners who have no clue what chonga is, what who what are chongas?
1: Who what is a chonga?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, chongas are girls, primarily from Caribbean descent, but anyone could be a chonga. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Miami we had Russian girls who were straight up chongas. Yeah, anyone could be a chonga. They're usually Latinas from Caribbean descent, but. Um, they usually dress what you would call sexy with tight mm-hmm. clothes. Everything is short, but it's usually because in the Caribbean, it's very hot. And in Miami, it's very hot. So you're just, yeah, you want to be sexy, but also like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wear a lot of jewelry. They have their name so that everyone knows who they are. They have the hoops. They wear gel on their hair and they have a lot of attitude. You don't want to mess with these girls they're just kind of scary and they were basically the cool girls in school and i was not one of those cool girls i was a nerd a theater nerd and i loved performing so i could never be as cool i just didn't have an attitude i was too nice to be a chonga so in high school um my best friend mimi and i we were both like oh man i wish i could have been a chonga but like (laughs) We're just not cool enough. They had all the boys and stuff, and it's just not, this was not cool at all. Back then, now I, now I am. Now you're cool. more. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then we're like, oh, that, that the song for Galicious, it was in 2007, the song for Galicious was popular on the radio, and everyone was making up words with, Delicious at the end and one day we saw these chongas walking by and we we're like "Ooh, like that girl she's so delicious," and we we're <laughs> laughing at the word kind of making fun of them and mimi and i in high school our moms were very overprotective i don't know if it's because they were both immigrant moms and they were just like you're not going out to the mall by yourself <laughs> at 16 that's not gonna happen And so both our moms were like that. And so I was like, Mom, can I at least go to Mimi's house? And she's like, okay, fine. Only to Mimi's house. And she would always be like, but she doesn't have a... There's no dad around, right? I'm like, no, Mom. She's a single mom just like you. (laughs) She's like, okay, perfect. No brothers, tampoco, right? I'm like, no. Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I would go over to her house and we would play dress up at 16 instead of going to the mall or going to the fair. We would just play dress up or Barbies at that age. My God. <laughs> Nerds. And in one of those times that I was over her house, we were like, oh, we should like make up that song, Chongalicious. We should do it. And so we did. We made up this, the lyrics and then we we're like, we should do a video because we were so used to playing dress up. And so we called our friend and he videotaped it and we put it on the internet. And I remember my mom came home that that night and she saw me dressed like that and she goes, Laura, can I speak Spanish? Yeah, hablar oh. Español. Ah, perfecto. My mom looked at me and she goes, Laura, ¿por qué estás vestida como una prostituta? And I'm like, mom, I'm not a prostitute, I'm a chonga. She's like, and I showed her the video and she was like, ¿Tú no vas a poner eso en el internet, verdad? I'm like, no, no, not at all. And Mimi had already uploaded it <laughs> to YouTube. So it was at the time in 2007 where YouTube wasn't what it is today. No. You know, like barely anyone was going on it. Like a few videos were viral, very, very few. And we just wanted to show it to our friends. We thought it was like a funny inside joke between us. And we showed our friends. And then they showed their friends. And then those people started showing their other friends. And it was, it started growing. And we saw the video count, like, you know, from like. Three people to twenty to one hundred to four hundred to two thousand, and we're like, oh Oh. wow, (laughs) oh man! (laughs) I was like, oh man, my mom's not gonna like this. And all of a sudden, it got to one million, and we were like, whoa, that is a lot of views. I mean, at six, we were actually seventeen at that time. It was it was kind of insane. And then they started playing the song on the radio. And Where that, were you in that moment? I remember I was getting ready for school, and my friend called me, and she was like, Laura, turn on Power 96. Your phone's on the radio. I was like, I mean, your song is on the radio. And I was like, what? And I turn on the Power 96, which everyone listens to in Miami. And the song was on, and I was like, oh, my God, and so I called the radio, and I was like, "Hey, that's my song!" And they're like, "Oh my God, we would ha- we would love to have you and your friend come down to the radio station." And we're like, "Okay." And so I had to tell my mom. I had to be like, "Mama, I <laughs> remember that video where you thought I looked like a prostitute." Well, <laughs> funny thing is, it is viral. <laughs> And now I'm going to the radio station. And now I'm going to the radio station and Telemundo's gonna be there, FYI. <laughs> she was like Lauda. My mom, her whole life, she just brought me up to be una niña decente, una niña buena, you know, and now I look like this and the whole world is looking at me, shake my butt. She wasn't very happy. But we weren't doing it to be sexual or anything. We were do it was a it was a funny video. Like she would laugh when she saw it, so she she understood it. And so we get to the radio station and then the cameras were there. And then from then on, it just, it started growing even more. We would get calls from people from New York who'd be like, we love your song. Oh my God, it's playing at a club right now. I remember we went to an event and there were some veterans there from the Iraq war. And they were like, oh my God, your song made me laugh so much while we were in war. And I was like, wow, like it traveled a long way. So I I, I think that that's kind of how my career started in high Mm -hmm. school then. But then um, Mimi and I, she went to college in Texas, and I stayed in Miami, and we kind of stopped because we didn't think that YouTube would become a thing. what yeah. it's what it is now. So we never kept up. We were never like, oh, let's let's do more videos, let's pump videos. People yeah. want more. We're like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we also didn't have a manager. We we didn't know what we were doing. We were so young. So. 10 years later, um, Mimi moves to LA and then I move a year later and we didn't really know what to do with our lives. We knew we wanted to work together because we remained best friends for that entire, you know, 10 years. And we're like, man, what can we do? What can we do? And then my mom kept telling me, Laura, why don't you bring the chongas back? And I'm like, because that was 10 years ago. It's like, it's old, mom. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And then, but people kept messaging us saying, you know, what happened to the Chonga girls? Mm -hmm. And then we found out that, you know, BuzzFeed started their channel called Bero Mm -hmm. And from there, Jenny was working there. And we had a mutual friend that knew both of us. And they told Jenny that the Chonga girls were living in L.A. And she was like, oh, my God, I have to make a video with the Chonga girls. And Mimi and I were like, oh, wow, like this is a thing. And we had been talking about bringing the, the Chonga girls Mm -hmm. back. And we're like, this is perfect because if we're on Buzzfeed, our channel is going to start, they they have a lot of viewers. So we got to bring back the Chonga girls ASAP. And so we started doing, you know, small, we, we did, um, The Chonga girls are back. Like, where are they now? What happened to us? And my character was in a cult for for a bunch of years with her boyfriend. And then Mimi went to community college but dropped out. And we made up this whole thing of why we had left. But then, you know, when BuzzFeed's of like video came out, we were back. And from then on, the channel started growing Mm -hmm. again. We had the views. and, And then we started doing the ASMR. And it was... Amazing and fantastic, and we loved doing it. We did season one of the Chonga Diaries mm. on YouTube, and then we started doing vlogs because each episode was kind of too long and it was taking up too much time. So vlogs are a lot easier and yeah. shorter. I also started working at Mitu as a producer there, which was a dream come true for me.
0: And let's talk about that. Like, you're, we're talking a lot. <laughs> no, it's good. That's what a podcast is all about—about okay, about talking. But like. You know, you started Me Too, and there's, like, I imagine focusing on Laura's Corner and, like, developing those videos, but also giving that love and attention to Chunga Girls. Like, how were you able to balance that and give, give it both love?
1: Yeah, it was a little hard because we felt like the Chunga Girls channel was becoming a little stale in the sense that We were doing what all the YouTubers were doing, which was pumping out videos. And it wasn't the same thing as when it started, Mm -hmm. which was so pure and raw. And, you know, we also weren't getting any money from it. We weren't getting any, um, what do you call those sponsors? Sponsors. And then like you weren't
0: getting paid from all those views, I imagine. No, no,
1: no. Like, and if we were, it was very, very little, very, very little, like $8 a month, something like that. So I told Mimi, I was like, I think I, I gotta, I'm going to start focusing more on Me Too because I, but I didn't want to kill off the Chonga girls, obviously. So I was like, let's continue, you know, with the vlogs, even though we both were kind of over it. So I focused more than anything on the Me Too stuff just because, you know, I was getting attention and I had never done anything like that. I had always wanted to try doing stand up. And so Laura's Corner for me was my version of stand up. It's more storytelling than yeah. a, than anything. But I mean, I loved doing it. And I loved working I mean, I loved doing the sketches. I loved working with Jenny. I mean, it was there that we were that we really became really good friends. I met a lot of talented producers and writers and I mean, I, I felt like I was on SNL. Yeah. Honestly, I was writing my own material and then I was directing it and acting in it and then on top of that editing it it was it was so much work but i i absolutely loved it and i miss it i i do miss it yeah uh, yeah so
0: while you were in me too what were like those l- biggest highlights in laura's corner and you know writing and editing your videos mm-hmm. and maybe those biggest lessons that looking back now you wouldn't make again moving forward
1: um i don't know i i think i would redo everything all over again. Um, in the same way, I I just learned so much. It was like going to college all over again because mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to edit when I got to through I told them that I did. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I want this job. So, I do know how to edit. <laughs> oh, know. yeah. I mean, I knew so little of it. Mm-hmm. I I knew how to edit on on the on Apple's, what's it called? IMovie, I knew yeah. how to edit on iMovie. But this, they wanted me to edit on Premiere and I didn't know how to do that. And so they were teaching me because they knew that I was a talented um, writer and I was a talented comedian. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, we want you. And so we are willing to teach you. So that was so amazing. I loved working with Jenny with the Abuela videos. That and, was yeah. a big highlight for me. The Abuela videos.
0: Where Mirta Mirta was born? Yes. Another character another iconic character and yeah. I love her cuz she's so <laughs> she's metiche petty. and she's petty.
1: She's absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, let's how did that uh, how was Mirta born? Like did you and Jenny sit down and like did you already have Mirta in your
1: like head? How was it? No. So the way Mirta was born Jenny and I kept trying to figure out ways to work with each other Mm -hmm. because she's such a talented character actress. And I love doing character acting, too. And I was like, how what can we possibly do? And her biggest character at the time was Abuela. And so one day I think she came up with it. She's like, why don't we do a one up video where we just one up each other I was like oh okay and in the very first video Mirta is not who she is today like the very first video was super low like I I was still trying to figure her out Mm -hmm. basically she is my cousin's grandma okay she is blonde and (laughs) she loves going to the hairdresser every Sunday she just gets her hair done and she loves talking she just loves talking and she loves gossiping. This lady just she won't let you talk at all. Just kind of how I'm doing right now. <laughs> You're good. She just won't let anyone talk and she just throws shade at anything and everything. She's not as mean as Mirta. Mirta is kind of a bitch. But I kind of <laughs> love it. Because I can never you can't really be like that in real life. So it's fun playing a character who's just so petty and <laughs> annoying. I love her so much.
0: And Now, you know, for our listeners that may not be aware, there were some layoffs in summer of 2018. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, you were part of those layoffs. Can you share some words of encouragement for maybe our listeners that are going through that? Because I've had some friends, I myself had, like, experienced two layoffs, you know, in Mexico and here. So, you know, what, where did you find the light in that moment of, like having this amazing team and doing your videos yeah. and then suddenly not having a job?
1: Oh God, it was really devastating. We had been, we had kind of foreseen it, that it was going to happen. We, mm-hmm. we kind of had an idea because in January we all had stopped working less and less and less. We were still going to the office every single mm-hmm. day, but we weren't doing anything. They weren't letting us know what to do. And so we kind of had an idea that things were falling apart. Yeah. And yeah, when it happened, I realized that at first I was freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, where am I going to work? Where am I going to get money from? But I had money saved. I'm not a big spender. And so I saved enough money for me to be okay mm-hmm. for at least a couple of months. And so that, would, that had me a little bit tranquila. And then I was like, okay, well, now it's time to put all my energy into the Chunga girls because we had complete, I had, I know I had completely not forgotten about them, but I just stopped focusing on them. And people were so like, our fans are so amazing and they love us so much. That they, even when we do one video every three months, they're all like, oh my God, we missed you. Where were you guys? I love you so much. And I love them so much because they are true ride or dies. And so we're like, you know, we owe them to give them something big Mm -hmm. because like I said, we had been doing mediocre videos like vlogs and I didn't want to be a YouTuber. I don't want to, I don't want to be an influencer. That's, I never consider myself an influencer. I consider myself an actress and a storyteller, um, and I and I was never the one to be like, okay, Mimi, let's 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 get money out of this. Let's make money out of the Chonga girls. Let's get sponsors and people to give us money. Yeah, that would be ideal and cool. But I just felt like it was a little kind of a sellout mm-hmm. because a lot of videos, not a lot of videos, but some YouTubers now, you just you see where they began and now where they are as far as advertisement goes. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do that. I really didn't. And so Mimi and I, this whole past year, we've been focusing on writing the Chunga Girls movie, which we are very excited about. We are, like, on draft. We're about to start draft nine because it takes a really long time to write a movie. And I've been focusing all my energy on that. We also had um, a live show at UCB that, you know, thanks to, you know, not being full-time at Mitu, I was Mm -hmm. able to do... A live show at at upright citizens brigade which is a school of comedy and we were able to bring a lot of diversity to that school because it's it's there's just not that much diversity yeah. in those comedy schools so we did a show called wow que show and it was based off of sabado gigante and it was Amazing. Oh it was completely God. in Spanglish, but we had a guy, we called him Don People, who was like <laughs> Don Francisco. Yeah. And we had different sketches. And my boyfriend was he was um El Chacal. Oh we El Chacal. Had everyone. <laughs> he did the trumpet yeah. and everything. <laughs> and people loved it and we did a nine month run there once a month on Mondays. They gave us Monday nights at ten PM. And once a month, Monday nights at ten PM, that show was sold out. Wow. So imagine if we had it on a Friday or a Saturday. Yeah, it would have been even more crazy. Absolutely. And so I had the opportunity to work on other projects that weren't me too. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. to be able to put my energy in something that was mine and that I could own my own, you know, um, IP. Yeah. So I mean, at the end, to to go back to your question, what advice can I give if someone gets laid off? Is is to focus on yourself focus on yourself and what else if you're a creative person it's like okay what's the next like what's the next thing that you can do yeah but yeah i i was definitely depressed for a little bit of course i was i was a little i went through a little depression and then on top of that my grandma passed away and i was very very close to her so the layoffs happened in august and my grandma passed in october but then again i was able to go to miami for two weeks and be with my mom and help Mm -hmm. her out so it was kind of good that I wasn't working at Mithu because I was able to spend time yeah, with your family before she died and after she died yeah. with my family. So I, it was, it was very good. And then I've been traveling a lot. And now I'm doing a show, another show at UCB called Characters Welcome. And can you tell us more about that? Yes. I'm very excited about it. Um, it's at Upright Citizens Brigade. It's once a month. The first show is on December 11th. Everyone's invited um and it's a show about characters and every month there's new characters so that's what it's about i don't even know what characters i have to come up with because i have to make up new characters i know so you're gonna see new characters for me oh which scares me but i'm also really excited about
0: can you share with us right now how you're thinking of these characters like where are you finding inspiration you know all that development is it scary is it exciting
1: it's scary, but it's all, its also very exciting because I love doing characters. I like taking someone's quirk and maximizing it. So last night Wes and I were reading a book of poetry by Shel Silverstein, "Falling Up." And so what we were doing, we were every time we read um, a poem, we would do—we would look at the little cartoon and we would make a voice. For it based on that uh-huh. cartoon so that's already a way of me making mm-hmm. up characters that i hadn't even thought about before i was like oh hello you're right that's here. Easy. um yeah i don't know i i like people watching as well i also take a lot of characters from my family members or friends who have something interesting about them i just maximize it that little quirk
0: and i have to ask because i've noticed that you really love lucy <laughs>
1: yeah she's everywhere
0: she's i love that though and i imagine because you you were saying when you were younger you loved being a comedian and making people laugh where did that did that really start in sabado gigante was that always from venezuela like being with your family or did you once once you watched i love lucy was that the moment you're like oh you know mm-hmm. it resonated with you you found someone that yeah. a woman that you know was making people laugh and like you could do the same.
1: My family's very funny. They love being sarcastic. They love joking around. So ever since, so I grew up with that. Also, my family is made up of um, musicians and artists. My grandfather is a painting. So everyone's an artist in the family. And so I was encouraged from a very young age to express myself creatively. So that was already fun. Um, I realized that I was funny, not necessarily in Sábado Gigante, but when I would come home from school and tell my family like what happened at school, mm-hmm. I would come home and I would sit down. And I'd be like, "Mama, no vas a creer lo que me pasó," hoy. <laughs> <laughs> and I would tell her this whole funny story, and she would laugh, and my stepdad would laugh, and my cousin. I would make my cousin laugh, and then at school I would make my little friends laugh. I was always trying to make people like trying to figure out ways of how to make them laugh. I was good at it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't know how I came up with it. it. I was just, I just realized that I was good at it. And with Lucy, my mom from a young age, she would, she would have me watch Shirley Temple and Jerry Lewis and Lucille Ball. But, but she resonated with me more than any other comedian that she showed me. For some reason, I just, her slapstick and her timing is just so on point her faces everything was just so perfect she's just she's a comedic genius she really is like to this day you watch something from the 50s that she made and it was just it's still funny and relevant Mm -hmm. today so I think that that's why I love her and I respect her and I look up to her so much because she's just so smart you know I I always um I always felt self-conscious because I was never really that good in school. I was kind of like a B-minus student uh-huh. throughout my whole <laughs> school career. Maybe C as far as math and science. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt self-conscious, but I know that I'm really good at comedy and, and learning how to make people laugh. It just comes so easily, and I feel like that's just a different part of my smartness. Yeah, like It's a different part of my brain i don't know yeah (laughs) intelligence
0: because you really have to be creative and like to create these characters and the voices and finding that whole history behind the character of why they they act a certain way
1: yeah yeah uh, you have to figure out you know when when i first did mirtha i didn't know why she was the way she was or i was just i was trying to figure her out but the more i did her the more and every time i would say something that was more information that i learned about her so that next time now that i know this information i can use it and like oh that's why she's like that type of thing yeah so yeah you i think that moving forward now when i create characters i really it's so important for me to know who they are why they are the way they are where they come from you know because those things really help the character grow
0: yes and grow and you were saying how now like people that create videos on youtube they were making and they're still doing like videos just to make videos and you and mimi were in such a great moment of realizing no we should give it the love and attention that these characters deserve and you furthering that with Mirta and laura yeah. And, like that's that's I think you both realized that moment and like I feel I feel like now creators are doing that you know yeah, Actors yeah, yeah. Doing that, well but.
1: I think Jenny is doing an incredible job at being able to do both yeah because she will do her her sponsor stuff
0: in such a witty way but she
1: does it in such a great way yeah. but then she'll also give you a an incredible character sketch so she's working non-stop yeah and I told Mimi I was like I just I just told her I just didn't want to I just don't want to do that because I, I, I want to be on TV. I want to be in the movies and I want to be taken seriously in Hollywood. And I just don't want to be an influencer. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it is. I don't want to be an influencer. I don't consider myself an influencer. I want to, I want to be an actress. And that's why staying in YouTube, I think for us, it's like, where is it going to go? Are we going to? stay on youtube forever should we continue working that hard just to stay there forever so that's why we're like let's let's do the chonga girls movie and right now we're also writing a short film the chonga girls uh, we actually don't even have a title for it yet um, but it's a short film because it's we're gonna kind of use it as a proof of concept mm-hmm. for the movie because a lot of people will you know we'll explain what a chonga is and we'll and we'll show them the, the videos. videos but because they're filmed selfie style. They're like, oh, but how is this going to look on TV or on the movies? So we're doing this kind of as a proof of concept of what the Chonga girls will look as a big picture, as a series, as a movie. And we're really excited about it because we're going to film it and ourselves. And it's going to be great because we want ultimately this short film to be able to, for someone to see the short film and say, wow, do you guys have a script? And we'll be like, yes, we have a big old script because we want to put it on, like for me I want to put it in the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a cult classic. So we have a lot of big dreams for The Choga Girls. We are, you know, people think that just because we're not making videos on YouTube or on Instagram that we're not like on on the internet that we've stopped, but we've actually been working every single yes. day writing this. Nonstop. Yeah, it's really been nonstop.
0: <laughs> and how is that, you know, for people that are interested in being comedians and creating these characters and making their short films and movies how is that collaboration with a friend it must be you know like i've had collaborations with friends and some are great some are not that great you know how are you able to keep that friendship alive but also at the end of the day this is going to be the the career that will be a cult classic you know yeah. you have to have that business side of things as well Definitely.
1: Well, we are best friends. Mimi and I are best friends. And there was a point where we were living together. We were friends and we were working together. So that was a lot. Yes. We wanted to kill each other (laughs) at one point. Also, like she's a little messy and I'm a clean freak. So we were just bumping heads a lot And we also were very different creatively. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, when we work together, it's very magical. There's just something so beautiful. We trust each other so much creatively that it's easy to work with her. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it isn't. So we decided to live separately. And it's been the best thing for our friendship. It was very important for the sake of our friendship, even more than working aspect for us to not live together anymore because we started hating each other. I mean, I don't think... That she'll ever say that she hated me. And I never hated her either. But we were really getting on each other's nerves. So living apart was the first thing that we did. And then we kind of have a schedule. So we work about maybe five to six hours a day. And then from there, it's like, okay, that's it for me. See you later. That's it. And then every now and then, we'll hang out. And we'll just talk. And it's fun. And it's great. But I think not living together was the best decision the best decision but i think that more than anything we've become working partners more than friends Mm -hmm. just because it is a business at the end of the day and we have our own thing just because we were we're together for such a long period of time working that afterwards it's like okay i'm I'm kind of done with you right now. I'm going to hang out with my other friends because I've been with you for the past six hours. So we don't really hang out outside of working just because when we work, it is like hanging out.
0: Yeah. And is there like maybe you both have, I feel like you both have realized we enjoy each other's company while we're working. So there's no resentment at the end of the day, because I feel like a lot of collaborations with friends, it's like. We're always working, you know. You don't... Like, we don't really hang out outside of our project or work. Yeah.
1: I mean, I wish we did hang out a little more outside of work. But I think we just need space from each other after working for so many hours. Mm -hmm. We just need space. And we're okay with that. We both respect each other's spaces. Also, we are very upfront with each other. Mm-hmm. She checks me and I check her. That's good. Like when she's being annoying, I'll be like, okay, stop singing because you're annoying me right now. Cause she's super like, la, 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 la. she makes faces and voices and she'll scream and shout and make a cartwheel in the middle of the floor. And I'm just a little more reserved mm-hmm. than she is. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, Mimi, we need to focus. Or when I'm in a cranky mood, because I get into really bad moods sometimes. I get into negative moods, and she's like, you're being negative right now, and I can't work with you because you're being negative. I'll be like, damn, fine, I'm sorry. (laughs) And admitting when you're wrong is very important. I have to tell her. I'm like, Mimi, you're wrong, and I need you to apologize. And she'll explain to me why she's not wrong, and then I explain to her, but this is why you're hurting my feelings. And then she'll be like... (sighs) okay, I'm sorry. And I'm like, thank you. So I think it's, we are very, we have a very open relationship mm-hmm. where we can say anything to each other. So I think that's good. And that way we don't build resentment yeah. towards each other. It's so important. Communication is so important because it's like, it's a relationship just like me and my boyfriend. I have to communicate to him. Otherwise he doesn't know what's going on inside of me. Exactly. And it's the same thing when working with a friend, you have to be open and speak up.
0: Yeah. And I feel like so many years, like in high school and during college and like the me too years, like that really had the years of development of having that confidence of like checking both of you, like, you know, you're wrong, you're making, you're hurting my feelings. So I think that's also great when starting a project together.
1: Yeah, definitely. The years of friendship has helped us be able to be so open and we know how to hurt each other's feelings and we also know how to not hurt each other's Mm -hmm. feelings (laughs) which is funny but yeah you just checking each other is very important yeah not getting to each other like she helps me not get into my head and the same thing with her she loves like popping pimples and i'll be like (laughs) stop it and like i said I i like cleaning a lot when i get anxiety like if we're working on something i'll start cleaning and she'll be like you need to stop cleaning and focus right now you need to sit down i'll be
0: like okay fine and you know while you're writing your script you know can you share like maybe those after like 12 hours of working on writing a script and like you're on the ninth draft for the movie it's i mean may not be done but like what of the what are the biggest wins right now after like writing a scene you're like oh this is perfect this is marvelous and like can you share with us those oh moments? my gosh
1: well, the first thing is I'm very proud of us for for writing a movie. That, it that to me, is a very big accomplishment just because I never thought I was a writer. Mm-hmm. She never thought she was a writer, and we were able to do it. So I'm I'm already proud of us, whether it goes somewhere or it doesn't. Um, sometimes we'll be on a scene for a few days, and it is so hard because we were just like, oh, my God, but wh- how can we fix it? Like, what can we do? And then something inspires us and then it all comes out like word vomit. We're like, Oh my God. And then this could happen. Then that could happen. And it's just so exciting when it does happen, but it does take probably a few days. Sometimes we have to take like a month away from the script Mm -hmm. because we've been on it for so long that I'll be like, okay, I I need a break because I need to see it with fresh eyes to see the bigger picture, to see how I could change. Like when we have writer's block, we need to take a break from it. Otherwise, we've also had people read it. It helps us with when new people. Like I've asked, we recently had a reading. My boyfriend was there. We, we invited several of my friends for Me Too, actually, who I'm still very close friends with. We invited several people, and their take on it, they gave us such great notes. It was really refreshing, and I, and I got to see, I was like, oh, that's how we could fix it. Thank yeah. you so much. Because like I said, when you're doing something for so long, you... it it all starts kind of looking the same. Same, Yeah. You need those fresh eyes those three, four or five eyes to like give
0: you something that was so obvious right in your face, but you never really realized.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was hard at first because you know, the script is so precious to us. It's our little babies. So when other people come in see it and criticize it, it's like, Oh, but you need it. You, you have to, like I said, you have to check yourself and Mm -hmm. be like, okay, well it's not that good. You need it to make it good. So you need to let people check you.
0: <laughs> and when you started writing the script, did you Mimi and you like take some like classes? Did you ask, you know, fellow writers how was that preparing because I imagine you said yourself you never saw yourself as yeah. a writer. So how was that like learning curve? How were you able to manage it?
1: We had a friend who who started helping us write the script. He he said he knew how to write and he really wanted to help us write a movie. And so we're like, okay, so we started writing it with him. And then after a while, he was kind of calling all the shots. Oh. And so we felt like we're like, ooh. Um, I don't know. Yeah, sure. We were very we felt very naive, like we we he was he's an incredible person and he helped us tremendously. Mm-hmm. He really did But I think after a while, Mimi and I realized that we needed to do it alone and we needed to do it from our perspectives because it was it was a white guy helping us. And we were just kind of like he helped us with the structure. Yes. Now we have to put the meat in it. We need to put our perspectives on it, our special sauce, our voice. Exactly. And so we told him, we're like, hey, we're going to take over now. I hope that's okay. And He was like, no, yeah, that's fine. He was so. Like he was oh, totally okay. cool about it. And then we definitely we read books. Mm-hmm. We read "Save the Cat" and the Comic Hero's Journey. We read those two books, and we spoke to a lot of writers and we got a lot of notes and through that process of writing and rewriting and writing and rewriting we were able to learn so much about how to write a movie structure the hero the antihero the characters in between like we have characters in the movie in the first draft where they do nothing they're just there mm-hmm. and we're like no we got to give them a quirk we got to why are they there yeah. like we just learned so much through through these two books specifically and And we we've always been good storytellers. We just needed to learn the structure. That was the biggest. That was the hardest thing. I think the structure of the movie.
0: And then I think once you know the structure, it's just. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're still having a little trouble with the structure. The midpoint. Oh, very hard. But we've got everything else down. There's lots of action. Oh, my God. I can tell you a little bit about it. Yes, please. The Chonga Girls movie is about the Chonga Girls moving from Miami to L.A. Mm -hmm. And that journey of them going through middle America and dealing with that part of the country. In the movie, right now, it might change. We have that, a really famous artist messaged us 10 years ago. And we're now seeing the message. And so that's when we're and we had stopped doing like yeah. it's the Chonga girls. They did Chonga Delicious. Yeah, that's part of it. You will see the video but we're now leading normal lives. Yes. We did nothing with it. Kind of like in real, it's almost yeah. like an autobiography. Is it
0: still maintaining on the storyline of, you know, your character being in cult? Yes, yes,
1: absolutely. My character is definitely in a cult who follows her <laughs> okay. to LA. She doesn't know that they're following her. Oh no. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So it's going to be really intense then. Yeah, like yeah. I
1: can see the action
0: now of like yeah. what it's going to happen. I mean,
1: if you see everything, you know, about the Chonga girls is in there. I mean, if, you've seen like the series mm-hmm. i mean the series technically is like after what the movie goes through okay so it's kind of like the backstory of the chonga girls what you will see okay. it's kind of like what it is but it's so much fun
0: oh my gosh that's so exciting so i i know you're in the ninth draft and mm-hmm. you're giving it love but you know i'm a big believer of putting of speaking things into existence so yeah. where do you, when can we see this movie
1: well, the first thing you'll be able to see is the short film mm-hmm. that's going to be coming out next year. We're film. We're currently on the second draft of a short. It's a lot easier because it's only like mm-hmm. twenty pages versus a hundred pages yeah. of a movie. So that's gonna. We're hoping to film it at least by February, and we like now that I know how to edit. I'm going to be sitting down with an editor, and Mimi knows how to edit as well. But um, it's going to be a lot easier. So you'll be able to see that, and we're submitting it to as many. Um, festivals as possible so that's going to be the first thing after that i'm really hoping that maybe next year in 2021 um we'll start the process of filming it i mean i hope so i wanted to yes Yes. hope calling it into existence
0: yes it's gonna happen yeah that's so exciting and let's keeping on the topic of of chungalicious Mm -hmm. and mimi and you how was that moment of receiving that award at tecla you know it must have been amazing, you know, having gone through all of what you've been through and having being recognized by your community, by our community. How was yeah. that like?
1: It was magical. And it felt really good because we had stopped doing videos. Mm-hmm. We're like, do you think we'll even win? Because we stopped making videos. And Mimi's like, Laura, we've been doing this since we were 17. We kind of started this movement of Latinx YouTube videos. We were the first Latinx YouTube video to go viral. The pioneers. We yeah. So that's what she keeps telling me. She's like, You we are pioneers. So if we're not making videos right now or not, at the end of the day we do deserve that award because we have been working like at least in the background mm-hmm. and that made me i was like yeah you're right because i see other you know other influencers who have so many more followers and stuff and that made me feel self-conscious but i was like we're doing something completely different yes. like i said we're not trying to be, be influencers, influencers. Yeah. yeah no the choker girls are not influencers mm-hmm. we, we do everything the Chonga girls actually make fun of influencers because they're trying so hard to be influencers <laughs> and that, they can't be like, that. Like as the writers Mimi Lauda that's our way of making fun of influencers having the Chonga girls wanting so <laughs> hard to be influencers like that's what they're about they just want to be famous that's who they are. Like do they have talent? I don't know. We're trying to figure that out. <laughs> we don't know if the Chonga girls are talented but they definitely have the drive, yeah, and the attitude, and the attitude. They're yeah. also really scared, and that's why I think that they haven't been fi- they haven't gotten famous yet in the series because they they're very codependent of mm-hmm. each other, kind of like in real life. <laughs> 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 yeah, they they are alter eagles, ultimately. Yeah. So.
0: And you know, now that this happened, you know, with the Tecla Awards, what are and we've talked about you know the uh, short film and the movie. But besides that, you know, with Mirta and your other characters in UCB, like, what are the next steps, projects that we can expect of you, of of seeing in 2020?
1: I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm trying to figure that out. I want to see, I want to get a manager Mm -hmm. because I'm not, currently not represented. Really? Yeah. I don't go on auditions. I haven't gotten a single audition, like, at all. Um... And so I think I'm going to focus on getting a manager or an agent Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what that next step is because as of right now, I'm just kind of focusing a lot on the short film, on the movies, and on the UCB characters as of right now. So I don't know what this year holds for me yet. Just yet. Yeah, I don't know. And
0: can you share some advice on people that want you know, obviously being acting and comedians and they're creating these characters and i know like the internet social media helps a lot to bring yeah. exposure to them and they might be feeling just yes, because they're not creating and they're not posting every day they might feel the same thing as you felt like mm. oh i wasn't doing the this for like the past five months why am i being nominated for this award yeah. like what can you share with them of, like, words of encouragement that, like,
1: you don't have to post every day? Yeah, no, no. Well, I, I think it depends on what they want. If they want to be influencers, then then that's one way to do it. If they want to be artists, I mean, I don't know. I guess it just depends. Um I think as long as you're creating and doing something that you love to do, mm-hmm. without the thought of the sponsors and the money, that will come after. If you're doing something that you love and that and something that other people love, all that stuff will follow. So I think it's important to to really love what you're doing, and to and to do it and to actually do it. And and it's okay to be afraid because I know that I'm sometimes really scared I've been wanting to do stand-up on stage and I get so scared I'm like no 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 and I'll make up a million excuses as to not do it but I think it's um it's it's, it's believing in yourself and knowing that you are good at it and just trying it out yeah and you've got <laughs> giving this own advice to myself to <laughs> yes because you're gonna be in
0: UCB where yeah soon. yeah and we're for our listeners we're recording in December but no November sorry and what do you what do you say to yourself like we talked about preparing those characters creating them but like what do you tell yourself every morning you know once the date gets closer
1: well i haven't the first rehearsal is on sunday so i've never next sunday so i i don't even know how the process is going to be like but because we're in 2020 right now um It's been very exciting (laughs) to come up with these characters. I love everyone in it. We've all become fast friends. (laughs) Um, What was the question? What do you say
0: to yourself? Oh, that's right. Taking that fear of like, you don't feel yourself worthy of doing stand-up. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. What do I tell myself? (laughs) You know what I do? I look at old videos of the Chonga girls or of Lauda's Corner because I actually amuse myself. I make myself laugh. I don't know how, but I think I'm pretty funny. I'm tooting my own horn here. You That's are. okay. But I do. And when I see that and I see the comments, it's like, oh, I am pretty good. I shouldn't be scared. And I think for me, the biggest thing is to practice. The more I practice, the better I get. And so with this UCB show, it helps me craft. It, it, it helps me with my craft of creating characters because mm-hmm. that's what I am. If I'm calling myself a, a a character actress, I have to put in the work. I have to practice because the more I practice, the better I get. Yes. So that's what that's what I'm using this UCB show more than anything. It's to practice my craft. Yeah. And so when I wake up and I'm feeling like I don't feel that good about myself, I'll watch a few videos and I'll be like, "You got this, girl." Let's do this! oh it's like a form of inspiration, and like I imagine yeah. this would be would
0: be like boot camp that you you have been wanting for a definitely.
1: And I need it. I gotta practice. It's so important. I also like to read books, autobiography books of my favorite comedians. Can you recommend some books to us? Yes, listeners? absolutely. Tina Fey's book is incredible. Bossy Pants. I also read Amy Poehler's book. Um, yes, please. I believe it's called Mindy Kaling's book is great. Um, I like Aziz Ansari's book, although it's, it's called Modern Love, but it's still kind of quirky. Um, I really love um, Andy Kaufman. His 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 biography was really interesting. So I have an SNL book of like all these artists that talk about their time on SNL, and when I read these things and I see how they came. Up Mm -hmm. and how they started in comedy and and what it took for them to get to where they are, it really, really inspires me. Reading what what other people went through makes me feel a lot better, makes me be like, oh, you know what? Like, if they were able to do it, I think I could do it too. I know that I'm talented. I know that I could do this. And speaking of, you know, these
0: past, they're still obviously famous comedians with right now, but like, you know, you mentioned Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, um, Mindy Kaling, like, lucy like these are famous comedians that have opened the doors for you and many other comedians and but i want to focus on you like you as a comedian as a latina comedian have you experienced those like we talked about you close closing maybe those doors of like of of being doing of doing stand-up but like Mm -hmm. have you ever experienced those having those doors closed from others not letting you do and grow as a comedian that you want to be
1: no 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 no. i've never no the only person who's closing the doors is myself honestly i'm the one who's putting my own blocks mm-hmm. in front of me um this this might not be that inspirational part of the podcast but, but i think it's important because many people close yeah. the doors on themselves yeah I, and i you know sometimes i do that to myself and i don't know why i think it's a it's part of being a human to self-doubt. And w- my boyfriend recently told me last night because I was feeling a little depressed. I, sometimes I feel like, where am I going? What, what am I doing? Like, I don't have a manager. And I get really sad about that. But um, you have to, if you don't snap out of it, you can stay in that little self-pity hole. Self, mm-hmm. you know, pity. And so you have to realize that it's, um, a natural part of being a human being to feel that way. And it's like, okay, now what can I do about it? Okay. We understand that you're going through that. Yes. Got it done. What's the next step? Cause you don't, unless you want to stay there, then okay, That's good, good for you yeah. stay there, but I know I don't want to stay there. So it's like, okay, what can I do that will help me feel better? So that helps a lot, yeah. realizing that.
0: And for our listeners who, like, close those doors on themselves, what little small of actions, you know, steps of action can you share with them that you yourself take, you know, just by going, I don't know, reading these books, you know,
1: but, like, those small steps. When I write with Mimi, it makes me feel like I've done something productive. It's it's doing something that's productive that will, that will make you say, okay, well, at least I did this today. Mm-hmm. And for me it's like i said it's writing or maybe learning something new um reading reading is a big one for me or watching something inspirational maybe even sometimes when i feel really really sad i i I have to go take a walk (laughs) and people watch yeah and people watch definitely people watching is very important watching um, movies that I really love, comedies, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, how did they do that? And yeah. trying to figure out how they did it. So, yeah.
0: And, you know, for our Latinas who are listening to A yes, what advice would you give them? I mean, they want to be comedians. They want to develop their characters. and They might be closing these doors on themselves. You know, they're finding these obstacles. What can you share with them? At, uh, words of advice.
1: I think self-confidence is really important and learning how to love yourself. I think that's the biggest thing that I can say, because once you love yourself, that will give you self-confidence. And once you have self-confidence, it automatically gives you a drive. And when you have a drive, it makes you do things. And and it's kind of like a train and you start off really, really slowly, but slowly, but surely you get to your destination. You just, you got to start somewhere. And I think you got to start with loving yourself. And I say that because I I felt like I didn't love myself when I first came out to LA. I was very depressed. I didn't know anyone. I missed my family a lot. Um, I wasn't very nice to myself. And so what I started doing, I started doing things that I, I liked to do. For example, I like to be in nature. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, well, today I I'm feeling really sad, but at least I'm going to go to the park. And I did that, and that was me loving myself because it made me feel good to go to the park. And so I started doing like I bought makeup the other day because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel pretty and it's just fun, and that's a way of loving myself and taking care of myself and listening to myself and what I want and not thinking about other people. Mm-hmm. So I think once you have that, it it really 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 helps. That's
0: amazing. Thank you for the advice. Yeah. And, you know, we've t- had this wonderful conversation, very inspiring. And looking back, what if you, ha- I want to ask you, like, if you had the opportunity to speak with little Laura, you know, that seven year old Laura or 15 year old Laura, mm-hmm. and knowing what you know now, what you yeah. went through, what would you tell her?
1: Oh my God, pay attention. <laughs> Focus. Uh, I wish I would have focused a lot more in school. I was boy crazy. I loved boys. If I could tell a little louder, I'd be like, "Girl, it's okay. You're going to have a boyfriend. You're going to live with him. He's going to be very cute. Just focus on right now. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> it'll it'll get better. It'll come when it'll come. It'll come when it'll come. Focus right now in school. Like pay attention. Don't waste don't waste days doing nothing. At least do something. Learn something new. Practice your craft. I would tell myself to practice. My mom was always very encouraging of me, and mm-hmm. I'm blaming this on my mom. I'm sorry, mom, <laughs> which I shouldn't. But I, I just I wish that she would have been more on top of me to practice. Mm-hmm. But she had her own thing going on. Yes. you know what I mean. I also had a little brother, and so I feel like I was a little lazy as far as practicing my craft and so I, what I would tell myself is to practice because practice makes perfect it's yes. just so important to practice so that's what I would tell her
0: <laughs> amazing thank you and thank you Laura for this amazing conversation thank you conversation. so much Brenda
1: for having me it's, it's really is an honor I'm excited I'm excited to hear it and and I hope that I helped inspire someone today even if it's just one person yeah
0: well you inspired me
1: Thank yes, you. Thank you. A <laughs> lot
0: of self-love and, you know, developing what I love and, you know, finding the best people to collaborate with. And you just gave me a lot of advice here. So thank, oh, you. thank you. Thank you.
1: And thank you. We're keep saying thank you. <laughs> we are very thankful today, <laughs> as you could hear. Yes.
0: So thank you for listening again. Gracias for listening to another episode of A Yes. And laura where can people follow you where can they see your videos of chongalicious
1: with mimi um you could follow me on instagram at laura di period lorenzo with a z and then on facebook you can follow me on it's laura di lorenzo and then on youtube you could just put the chonga girls and you'll see us yeah and on and if you want to see Lauda's corner just type Lauda's corner on youtube and also i will be performing at upright citizens brigade every second wednesday of the month at 8 p.m and the show is called characters welcome and it's a six month run so i believe it's going to be up until may perfect every second of the every second wednesday of the month
0: i'll be there and i hope you'll be there too because we got to support our latinas you know and their work and when one grows we all grow seriously so please support i hope you find inspiration today if you're a comedian and actress please develop your craft practice find that self-love it's really important it really is and thank you for listening to another episode of a yes you can follow a yes at a yes the podcast at instagram or email me your story if you want to be a guest on as at as the podcast at gmail.com that's e the podcast you can follow me too at brent underscore hi that's b-r-e-n underscore j-a-i and thank you for listening again you can listen to a new episode in two weeks adios bye if you've been listening to as for a while you know that i'm a big supporter of providing a platform for latinas to share their stories and inspire current and future generations of women With that said. I'm looking to get this podcast into the lives of more amazing Latinas just like you. You can help by going to Apple Podcasts and write a review. Tell me what you think and leave any number of stars. It would mean the world to me. Thank you in advance. Ellas hey, yes, is produced, hosted, and edited by me, Brenda hernandez Jaimes. And thank you to Shrew, who created the podcast theme song, Sunken Streets. You can download this track on freemusic.org or listen to him on Spotify, YouTube, and follow him on Instagram. This is Say Yes.